Hello, and welcome to Room 396, Series 1, Episode 2. I am your host, Daniel, and with me again is um, Josh. Do you want me to call you Josh, or should I call you by your um, username on social media? Uh, you could call me by Josh, that's fine. Yeah, I but think. what if people want to know, like, you know, if they want to follow you? Like, who's this Josh guy, and like, you know, what kind of person is he? Well, you know, we could put that in the uh, description of the podcast, so if they want to follow us, they could follow us. Yeah, but sometimes media. people have things at the end, like, hey, email me at so-and-so at so-and-so.com, or follow me on this place or this place or whatever well okay so at the end of the podcast we can put our details so yeah they want to follow so we'll sound so we'll sound very official i don't know i think well to me you know what it is it's where we're going to reward you if you make it all the way through the end of this podcast we'll reward you with our social media information yeah and it's nothing like well it's nothing like the podcast but anyways okay so um today's um episode is going to be talking about traveling so i like to travel Josh, I'm sure you like to travel. Because I love to travel. How much do you love to travel? Because how many countries have this you been to? This much I like to travel. How many countries have you been to? I have been to 38 countries as of the recording of this. And when did you start traveling? Um, when I was a kid. Uh, the first country I went to outside the United States was Mexico. Oh, mine too. Back in the 70s. Oh, mine was 80, 83, I think. 84. I don't remember. 82? Well, the first one I legitimately remember is um, going to Hawaii, which I know most users wouldn't consider that a different country, but uh, I use the Traveler Century Club, which is travelercenturyclub.org, which is a uh, society that's dedicated to promoting travel, but it's also for people who've been to 100 countries or more. Um, Hence the name Century. Hence the name Traveler Century Club. Um, So they use a description which says... You know, an area that is uh, culturally significantly different than the main part of the country if it's separated. So, for example, uh, French Polynesia, even though it's owned by France, is considered a separate culture because of it's in Polynesia on the other side of the planet. Hawaii would also do that because Hawaii has its own unique culture um, and it's separated from the mainland. So like the Eskimos in Alaska? Yeah, the Inuits, as they're called now. um, That population would also be, you know socially and culturally different than the rest of the United States. So Puerto Rico, another example, Virgin Islands, all those are counted, even though they're owned by the United States, um, are counted as... Do you know what that reminds me of? So, like, there's an episode of I Love Lucy, and Ethel is dressed, because, like, they wanted... uh, It's, like, you know, about, like, uh, the boys are going to go out with these girls, and, like, uh, Lucy and Ethel were going to get dates, so Ricky and Fred were going to get dates, so since... Uh, the girls sent out that the boys are going to have dates. They're like, oh, we want to uh, surprise them as like the dates because they were going through like this matchmaker type person, something like that. And so anyways, so um, <laughs> there wasn't enough costume of one piece costume for Ethel to wear. So I think she wears like an Eskimo, an Indian, like a Native American or something like that. And maybe a kimono or something like that. <laughs> But every time I think of an Eskimo, I just think of that episode where, where she's like, I, f- I feel like, or Lucy says something like, um, it's just like a, a billboard or an ad for a trip around the world or something like that. Because she's wearing like three different um, cultures on her. <laughs> so in addition to visiting countries, different people have different requirements. Some people, like hardcore travelers, will say you have to spend the night 
in a country or you have to have a meal or whatever. Um, the Traveler Century Club has a very loose definition because some places are dangerous. So they say, as long as you've set foot in the country, you've been to that country. So some people don't like that because like if you're just in an airport of a country transiting, they say yeah. you haven't been to the country. Yeah. For me, it's all about using the restroom. If I use the restroom in a country, I've been there. That's just my own personal. But so, why? Oh. But why? Why do you think? Why? Do you uh, th- if it's good enough for a dog to mark his territory, it's good enough for me. Oh, okay. So, according to that rule, I've been to thirty-eight countries. Um, interestingly enough, two of the countries I've been to no longer exist. Um, but I'm grandfathered because they existed as countries when I visited them. That would be Berlin. Uh, which, I was going to say Czechoslovakia and West. <laughs> well, I've been to the Czech Republic, but not Slovakia. Uh, Yugoslavia. I have not been to Yugoslavia. Is that still around? No, it's been broken up. Oh. My mother has been to Yugoslavia, the former parts of Yugoslavia, Croatia. Mm. Mm. Yeah, anyway. so like, um, do you like, I've only been to, um, how many, like seven, I think? Seven. Well, you've been to Mexico. Mexico. United Canada. States. United States. I'm from the United States. So. It still counts as a country you've but been to. No, no. From, this is like the home, so two other countries, so Canada, Mexico, um, and then... Japan. Japan, China. Hong Kong. Hong Kong, Macau. Macau uh, Norway, uh, Wales, England, Scotland, France. Yeah. So 11. Okay, so 11 countries. Not bad. No, that's pretty good. Most people, you know, maybe yeah. see a couple. But it's like... So that means you've been to three continents. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so, um, I don't know, do you like do you like flying more? Or do you like um, going, like, traveling, like, car rides? Or do you like taking train rides? I like all three. I, it doesn't really bother me. See, I like... I don't like flying unless I have to fly. So I can't get to Asia. I can't get to Europe... Well, I guess a boat, but that's going to take forever. So if it's, um, yeah, if it's the only way to travel is through, is by plane, then I'll do it. And if it's the shortest route, but I don't mind like taking car rides or, um, taking trains. I love road trips. Mm -hmm. I wish there was, I wish I took more train trips, you know? Well, unfortunately the train system in the United States is very disappointing and very expensive for what you get. I mean, in some places it can be double the price of a plane ticket to take the train. And like four days longer. Right. You know, it's like, oh, might as well just buy the plane ticket and, uh, but the hassle of going through airports, that's, that's like, uh. But, but yeah. we've been on a couple great train trips. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. In uh, Norway, we took uh, the train ride from uh, Oslo to Bergen. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, do you know what I wish we had? I wish we had more light rail in in like cities like I don't know in California in Southern California you know because I love like using that like in like major cities you know like up north or uh, on the east coast and stuff like that or like in Europe and Asia where it's just people people take the trains you know that's how you get around and it's like well you've been on how many uh, light rail systems have you been on exactly a lot you've been on um the tube in London. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But anything, people can look to see, like, what rail systems are in the countries that we've already mentioned. Do you have a favorite one? The, the, to me, they all feel the same. Like, nothing's like, oh, this one stands out better than any other one, you know? 
But I will say that Tokyo Station feels like it's the biggest station I've ever been in for for trains or... Oh, yeah, because they have the high-speed trains, the regular trains. They've got the heavy rail, the light rail. Yeah. they got everything in that station. Yeah. So, like, getting from one end of the station to the other is like a 20-minute walk. Right. You know, so it's like, wow. That's that's the longest I've ever been walking in one station. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I like trains. I like car- cars. I like... Do you like driving or do you like being a passenger? You know I like being a passenger. A passenger. <laughs> if I have to drive, I'll drive. But I love being a passenger. You know, because that way I could just be on my phone and look at social media all day. Not have to worry about and it. And what else do you do? And sleep. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any, like, travel tips? Like, or anything that our listeners... Um, like, since you... Okay, since you've been over... Since you've been to, like, 38 countries and stuff. And most... And some of that was like last year or year and a half ago you know almost like, two years now so like did you know like when a good time to go was or like when people can start saving money like you know so if they want to buy a, if they're looking for to go somewhere like when do you think a good time to go is? it's always shoulder season so it always helps to do a little bit of research on the place you're going to you know some I, places are always expensive and you just you just go but other places like if you're flying from the u.s to europe if you fly in like march and april or september october versus summer or christmas uh, you tend to get cheaper plane flights um, and a little bit of planning you plan ahead instead of buying your ticket last minute yeah well because yeah some yeah most of the time summer is going to be most expensive stuff and then after summer you'll see the price drop and stuff so but also i guess it depends like what the weather what time of year like the weather as well right because it's like you know does everybody want to go somewhere where it's always cold and rainy and did you want to carry a big coat around all the time yeah it's always better to have layers you know have and you don't need to take a week's worth of clothes you only need to take like two maybe three days worth of clothes and just do laundry yeah but, you know, every time I pack, I just, I get so overwhelmed. It's like, I feel like I want to take my entire closet with me, even though I'm only going for like three days. Yeah, the longest trip we've been on was the three weeks we were in Europe. Yeah. Like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we had two big suitcases. And we even did laundry during the trip. But we still needed, because we were going yeah, but all the you way have that, from... Do you have that 29-inch suitcase? Was that when you had? <laughs> that was so, oh my gosh. I like That was so embarrassing. To take like on trains and on like to the hotels, right? Because like here I am with just like a carry on and stuff like that, and here you are rolling with like you know a huge trunk. No, like, we both had the same size suitcase. I didn't have no twenty nine inch. It wasn't twenty nine. They were okay. What was it? Like twenty five inch. Because I never had a big. Remember, we had the Mercedes, and uh-huh. both of our suitcases were the same size. I don't remember having a suitcase like that. I remember yours. We had pictures to prove that we had that. Both of us had bigger suitcases, and that was the trip that we learned. Well, then what happened to my suitcase? You got rid of it because you're like, I'm never taking this ever again because this was so miserable of an experience. Yeah. And and that's when we both realized we don't need big suitcases. It's better to take small suitcases, especially if you're just kind of... So I just blocked that out of my memory. Like, I'm just like, you know, repressed that right. memory so bad because it was such a bad experience that I'm just remembering the good times, but... Why would I not remember mine, but remember how miserable I was and how embarrassed I was when around you? Maybe that was like in the other countries. Then, maybe that was in Japan. 
Well, the first time we went, no, you still had a big suitcase. It wasn't. It wasn't until after that Europe trip, like the next trip we went on, you had like literally a the smallest carry on roll away bag <laughs> I've ever seen in the history of luggage. And you're like, nope, I'm good. And it was because, oh yeah, by the way, my suitcase had like a bunch of your stuff in it too, because you were like, I can't fit it in here. So there's a, there's a good, you know, when I moved overseas, I needed four ginormous suitcases, but that's because you're going to one place. And that was that, yeah. And when I had to bring those back home, that was embarrassing. Right. Yeah. Because you had to take one big one home when you came back that last time. Mm -hmm. Plus mine. Plus yours. Your small petite one, and then you and the and one. the duffel bag, right? So it's like I had my two one, and then like this big one, and it's like yeah, yeah. If you can see, there's a. It's weird now because they charge so much for checked bags that everybody wants to carry it onto the airplane with them. Whereas you'd always, you know, if you want to be quick traveler, you just have a real small rollaway or a backpack, and you just go for the weekend or go for a short trip. Um, but now it's almost worth the extra money just to check your suitcase. Then you don't have to fight for the overhead bin space. Um, and then it's good to go. So really it's knowing the weather, where you're going, how long you're going to be there, do some research. Can you do laundry? Is it easy to do laundry while you're overseas? And then just plan accordingly. Also, always have an umbrella. Always have a, a light, light <laughs> waterproof windbreaker and comfortable shoe and an extra pair of shoes because when you... You're walking around in the rain and you get your shoes soaked. You need another pair of shoes to walk in while the other one's drying out. Yeah. And a good place to go. Like, I don't know. I love shopping in, um, like, travel like travel sections of stores and also, like, stores that just deal with traveling. Such as? Uh, well, there's a store called Flight One. There's so, still a store called Flight One. Well, I know, I know. But, like, they still have them around, but not in L.A. Yeah. But I love I love going there, you know, just looking at the different types of suitcases and the different types of like things to travel with, like um, what's those the the cube with like the different outlets and stuff like that, and then like the adapter. Yeah, the adapter. <laughs> uh, yeah, but just like looking at all that all that stuff. We'll get to go to flight one in a couple weeks. Why? We'll be in Berkeley. Yeah, but will we have time? Yeah, we have plenty of time. Are you sure? I'm well. Oh, wait, is it at the airport? No, they have one oh. right down the street from where we're going. Oh, so we could walk right next to CB2. Remember? Oh yeah. No, I don't remember, but I remember where that is. So, so it's over there. Nice. Um, yeah, just like also what there was like other little travel stores and stuff. Yeah, a good travel store with good travel supplies and travel books. Mm -hmm. Oh, and don't rely on the maps from Rick Steves because they're terrible. Why do you say that? Oh, that's right. Because when we were when we followed this map in, what country were we in? We were in Scotland. Yeah. Trying to get to the hotel in Edinburgh, and wasn't there like a park or something like, <laughs> like a, a park like a square? And like we had to travel north, but we were like west or south yeah, or something. Yeah, we were south. completely lost, and the map was no help. South so we had to stop at a hotel to ask the concierge for directions. And then it turns out we were like you know half a mile away. Yeah. From where we were supposed to be. But the map seemed like, oh, it's just around the corner. There's The street should be right here. You know? We had done a couple laps around the town going, oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's hard when you're driving on the wrong side of the road or the correct side if you're British. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what else, what else about traveling? 
like cruises, I guess. Do you have you gone on cruises? Before? I've never been on a cruise. Neither have I. But I'm afraid of water, and I'm. Oh yeah, I'm afraid of water. You've got to try a cruise at some point. I don't. Even though everybody says, "Oh, you can't feel it," you don't know you're on the water. There's so much stuff to do that you don't even know you're you're you've left land. I'm like a lot of people like cruises because you just unpack once. And then you, you, the boat takes you around and you get off and do all these different excursions in the different ports you go to. Um, I just want a balcony so I can sit out there and have my breakfast and, um, you know, sleep and not have to deal with anybody else on the boat. Yeah. I mean, I just want to go on. A, okay. So if I went on a cruise, I would just do it just so I could do the all you can eat food. That way I could wake up at like 2 a.m. And if I wanted root beer, I can have root beer. If I wanted ice cream I can have ice cream that's I'm all about all you can eat soft serve but you know I say that but will it ever happen like if I did go on a cruise will I actually say you know what I want some ice cream right now at like 138 in the morning my, yeah. just like when I was little and I would be like you know what when I grow up I'm gonna buy with my money that I get from my job I'm gonna buy you know just candy and frosting containers of frosting and just eat it and no one's gonna say, "Hey, you can't do that," because I'll be I'll be a grown up, and that'll be my money. But I've only done like maybe once or twice, mm. where I've actually bought frosting in a container and just so I could eat it, and not put a put it on a cake. Well, you just have to do it once to say you've done it. Yeah, but when I was little, I was like, "Oh, you know, when I do when I get it, when this happens, I'm gonna do it all the time." So I wonder if I would actually eat what I say I was gonna eat on a cruise at. You know that early in the morning. We never know. I will. I we will never know unless that happens. So how how do we afford to go on trips? Uh, usually it's just like well, I remember the first time when we were going to Japan. The, you know, back in two thousand four, uh, airfare was two. Was it two, no three ninety nine? It was That's, three like three fifty three ninety yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's expensive for airfare, you know? But at the same time, like, then I remember telling you, you know what, Josh, I don't care if I go bankrupt, we're gonna go. Because I was like, I know I don't know when I'm gonna get this opportunity again, and might as well just do it now, and just, if I get bankrupt, no, doesn't matter, I'll just get that money back. I mean, I'll work and get the money that I lost that, I don't know, but. I was like, yeah, I need to go. And were you glad you went? Yeah, I was totally glad. But also, it's like, um, you know, not only airfare you have to think about, you have to think about the hotels and, like, you know, what kind of transportation you're going to use. Are you going to use, like, taxis or the, the trains or something like that? Because, like, you know, the airfare could be the cheapest, but when you look at the hotels and stuff like that, that could be so expensive. So how do you how do we get the best deals on those? I think it's just like you know what like, okay, what kind of room do you want? Like me, I could just settle for a bed, you know, or the floor. I could sleep anywhere. I could sleep on the floor. I could sleep in a chair, and so like that. Um, as long as I know I'm saving money, <laughs> it's like that's fine because you know the hotel room is just going to be the hotel. I'm not going to be there only to sleep. I like it when I get a good deal on a hotel. So even if you're paying a little bit more, but if you know that the that particular hotel is worth a lot of money, and you get a good deal, I would say the 
one time we went to Japan and we stayed at the Millennium Hotel. Yeah, that was a nice hotel. It was super, super nice hotel. We got it for like half price just yes. because it was like a last minute um, addition to our trip that we had done. It was only one night. I know. But no, it was two nights. It yes. was two nights. Yes. That was, but it was yes. still worth it. Yeah. And like if you're looking at, so there's all, we don't have to go into it here, but there's websites to look for cheap hotels. And it's all about timing. Yeah, because you, know? you just have to, you have to keep looking. Like what we, we were looking at going to Japan once and I remember for whatever reason, all the hotels were either booked or they were like twice as expensive as normal. And then it turned out that it was like the the festival week with all the oh right you know it was a golden week in Japan or something like that and it's, so it's it's important that you like for instance if you're going to China, you don't book in February during Chinese New Year and you don't book during October during National Week because the entire country is on vacation that week. So and I'm gonna, sure people from that are living in the the country that you're in, if they're Chinese, they're probably going to go home right you know so. And people in China are all traveling around. So hotels are booked, flights are packed, airports are packed. So just having a little bit of knowledge and there's great resources to go, um, you know, look it up. Even though Rick Steves is terrible with maps, you know, he's got good insights on what season to visit, what, um, you know, places that are not like your typical chain hotels, like the little more mom and Do your Rick Steves impersonation. Do it. Do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do my Rick Steves person. <laughs> oh, but I think our listeners would love to hear that if they haven't heard of it. I mean, like as though they don't. Those listeners that aren't our friends, <laughs> <laughs> the three people who don't know us. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know who's listening to us. That's right. Anybody can be listening. So I, Rick Steves could be listening. So I don't want to. You know, <laughs> I don't want to sour. I met Rick Steves once, and you know, it was all because of my mother. Mm-hmm. Because she was the big fan of Rick Steves. A groupie? She's a Rick Steves groupie, yes. And she, uh, we used to give her a bad time when we would travel because she was like, oh, Rick Steves says we should go here. But to her credit, you know, I, I like to tell the story. My mom once was like in, gosh, what city was it? So I think it was somewhere in Italy. And she was like, oh, Rick Steves says you got to go to this gelato place. It might have been Florence. I think it was Florence. And me and Gary were like, oh, oh, come on, we're not we're not walking all the way around town to this one gelato place. But I tell you, best gelato ever. So, you know, even though we were giving her a bad Say time... Say in your Rick Steve's voice. <laughs> it's the best gelato ever. And you'll enjoy it so brilliantly in the square with the sounds of the local musicians. That's my Rick Steve's. That's very good. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching the television program. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so so even though I give my mom a bad time, we give her a bad time. She was right, and so I always, <laughs> I always trust my mom's judgment on that. See, my mom's never been; she's only been to Mexico. Oh, and if you count Niagara Falls on the Canadian side, yeah, that counts if she used the restroom. I don't think she used the restroom. I think we stayed there. I think we stayed in the hotel. So okay, so she, she just she's been in North America, you know. But oh, in Hawaii, so Travelers Club, that would be four. She'd be visited. That's her third country, or what? Fourth country. Fourth total country. Because you get credit for the country you you live in. Oh, because you travel to it from another country. Well, you you put you set foot in it, so okay, you get credit. Okay, so you know. But uh, how how many states have you been to? 
states. I don't, I don't know. How many states do we have in America? 50. Oh. 50? Mm-hmm. 50? 50? 50 states? So I've been, I haven't been up like the northern states really. Like what's the ones, is that Dakotas? North Dakota, South Dakota. Yeah. Stuff like that. Wyoming. What else is up there? Montana. Montana. Yeah, I mean, Idaho. Yeah, it's just been like, you know, the lower parts. So like You've the desert. you to Seattle. Yeah, but okay, so Portland. you have California, Oregon, Washington, you know, but that stuff that's right there in the middle, you know, like right there. And then you have... Colorado. Like, You've never been to Colorado. Other didn't you do like two, like several cross-country road trips? With yeah, but that was like the lower part of the states. So like New Mexico, Arizona, Texas, Texas and then everything like on that lower belt there. Mm. And then up to like... Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania, and New York. So I didn't go to Ohio or Massachusetts. You've been to New Jersey. Or, I know, that's all the way up, for, you know, to New York. And that's along the way. But I've been to 37 states. So one less state than country. Hmm. So what, kind, what, what state do you have to go to? Oh, wait, you said 38, so that's 12? Okay, don't, don't list them. That's fine. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. So, always good to visit places and go places and see things. Yeah, and just like if you're worried, like oh, you know, it's so expensive, that thing. Just think of like, you don't know when you actually get that opportunity to go. So if you know, like if you really want to go to a place, just just do it. Just like I was telling somebody that you know. Just they wanted to go to Japan, so like I'm like just just do it. Just get the airfare, get the airfare, and have enough time to where you can like start um, thinking about like where you want to stay, where you want to go. So that way the airfare, um, it's like, you know, I for me the airfare is the toughest part because it could either be really expensive or just expensive, and it's like. As long as I have the airfare, then I, I feel, for me, I feel comfortable because then it's like I could find cheap hotels if I want to or hostels or something like that. I could always just kind of play around with how much money I'm going to spend per day and stuff like that. But airfare is always something. Yeah. For me, it's always, it's the airfare always, I have to always get it first. Yeah. You should never worry about if you really want to go somewhere, quit making excuses and go there. That's right. Because then you'll be glad you did. Absolutely. No regrets. No regrets. Yeah, so, I've never had a regret of like like going someplace and like, oh, you know what? I really didn't like going. I've had regrets of the choice of airlines that I've used, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but... Would you care to elaborate on which airlines you would not recommend? Okay, well, it's not like I wouldn't recommend because um, all the flights, let's... Okay, so the flight to... I remember the flight to... Um, London, uh, you know, it was really, uh, there was a lot of turbulence, like, over, like, the states and stuff like that. And I'm terrified of, like, the ocean. So every time, you know, if there was turbulence over the ocean, I would kind of get scared. But I just remember a lot of turbulence over that. So oh, that was fine. Um, when I went to China on on Hainan Airline, the flight itself, or, like, you know, there was not a lot of turbulence, just a few here and there for the 12-hour flight, um, but the overall experience of 
the cabin crew and the passengers, you know, it was just, that's what was like, oh, I don't want to do this again because it's such a different culture of people that, you know, maybe if I was one of them, then I would feel at home. Like, oh, this is the best flight ever, you know, but I couldn't get, I couldn't get comfortable. So, so overall though, your high on experience was okay. It was just because of the culture differences and it was so strange or whatever. Well, yeah, because I, well, one, I was flying alone for the first, not the first time, but overseas for the first time by myself. So it's like, if I had any difficulties, I had nobody to like really turn to and like talk and like help and like not like, you know, we would be in it together. So it was like, I was just on my own. Um, and just, yeah, it was just the people, the people is like, I just couldn't, handle it anymore so i mean like if i had to choose an airline i would not choose that one not because yeah not because like they provided terrible service it was just the overall experience of the people of just people <laughs> you know, so you're saying people. the people yeah the people <laughs> i just don't i don't like the people and then when i went to japan in january you know to meet up with you um i flew delta and turbulence you know here and there but overall that flight was great and then there and back and then when i went to go to china to see you one last time flew alaska from la to seattle and then from no no to yeah that was the first one from la to vancouver on alaska and then used uh air canada from vancouver to shanghai and that was that was good, and one because I, yeah, 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 not to sound mean or like you know ignorant or anything like that, but it's easier when people speak English, <laughs> because like you know, and I'm not I'm not you know it's just because it's communication, right? And it's you it's know? a very different if you have not flown a Chinese airline, you haven't experienced what I call the wild west of flights. Having flown on, I've flown on Junyao, China Eastern, China Southern, Air China. Um, I think that's all the Chinese airlines. Oh, and, and Shanghai Airlines. Um, they all had their own unique. China Eastern couldn't have an on-time flight to save their lives. Every flight on China Eastern was super late. China Southern, to me personally, was the worst. That's when I went to Hainan Island. Um, and just the crowd on that airplane was so unruly and, you know, like people getting up while the plane's taking off, people kind of shouting at each other, um, people pushing to get off the airplane. Like they didn't care who was in front of them. I mean, it was a madhouse. It was, it was like literally like, you know, if there were no regulations on an airplane, that's what China Southern was. Yeah. And like for me, it was like the first time I'm going to China, uh, by myself to go see you. And it's like, you have... One, somebody already sitting in my seat, right? So, like, how do you talk to them saying, excuse me, because, like, one, do they know English, you know? And two, I was looking around for, like, uh, a flight attendant, but they're all busy arguing with the other passengers because... Because it's unruly Wild West. That's right. Um, So, the... I was like, oh, uh, I remember looking at my ticket and like pointing and like looking at my the number seat number and stuff like that. And then eventually, um, a flight attendant came over and told them, you know, oh, you can't be sitting here. And like, 
I I don't know what the story was, but anyways, they were just kind of arguing with the flight attendant. Flight attendants being, you know, gracious and, and all that stuff, being polite, but they're still, like, yelling at her in Chinese. And then while that's going on, there's, like, the little um, TV that's on the back of the seats. It was playing, like, this festival thing. Remember, it was, that, like, that little girl, like, that drawing of that girl right. or whatever. You know, so it has, like, that plus a little theme song, and that's, like, a happy tune that was playing. And so it was so surreal because it's, like, it's almost like communist. Like, everything is cr- everything is crazy in this country, but we're going to pretend, like, that's not happening and everything is just fine. Yep, that's, that's China in a nutshell. So it's, like, so I was, like, oh, my gosh. You know, they're arguing, and this thing is, like, trying to overpower, over, what's it called? Not overpower them, but I guess so, over you know overdo their their voices and stuff like that so to me it felt seemed like it was getting louder right they're turning it up trying to calm everybody down that's right everything's okay everything is okay you know stuff like that right. it's china in a chill but i have to tell you it's it's kind of fun when you're when you're used to it and you're in it it's it's crazy but you love it it's it's funny i personally i think of the chinese airlines uh, air china was probably my best experience when i went to japan because they were orderly they were they knew what they were doing, and even though the people were still pushing like a cattle call to get on and off the airplane, um, you know everybody just kind of relaxed and it didn't devolve into the shouting match. You know, I remember we flew to Hong Kong on I think that was one of the Shanghai Airlines flights. Yeah, where it was just like, oh my god, what are we? <laughs> I just remember just like you know, just every time we flew out that day, those days. So when we flew from uh, Shanghai to Japan, spent like the day in Japan or like, you know, the two nights, one day in Japan, came back to Shanghai, six hours later, was back at the airport to fly to Hong Kong, spent like the couple days in Hong Kong, then uh, flew back to Shanghai. Yeah. It was like, oh my gosh, I didn't want to fly anymore. Right. Well, you think about it because you flew, so it was LA to Seattle, Seattle to Shanghai, Shanghai to Tokyo, Tokyo to Shanghai, Shanghai to Hong Kong, Hong Kong to Shanghai, and then Shanghai to Seattle, Seattle. and then Seattle. So it was eight flights within six days, six, seven days. No, it was like, it was eight days. Ten ten days, but with the the time difference, it was like eight days. Yeah, so it was was basically a flight a day. Yeah. Is what you averaged. I mean, that was a lot. I mean, and I only did the. The Asian flights. They didn't do the flights from North America, so it was crazy. Yeah, so it's like just the thought of just going back to Shanghai, like the Shanghai airports, or leaving from Shanghai airport to go to another, like to to Hong Kong. You know, it's just like, oh my gosh, I don't. I already dealt with it. <laughs> Shanghai <laughs> airport, Pudong International Airport, is like being a prisoner, and you're waiting to be released because you have no idea when your flight's gonna go even though there's a time and they might load you on the airplane at time. Like when I first time I went to Shanghai and I came back, I was on a business trip and we sat on the airplane for almost an hour with the pilot saying, we have no idea when we're going to be able to take off. But as soon as we get the clearance from the tower, we're out of here. And it was the craziest thing ever because literally we were all just sitting there and without warning that plane, we gunned the engines, got on that runway and took off. And it was like, he got, he got his small window and just took it when he could. Otherwise we'd be trapped there for hours. Mm-hmm. So is there anywhere in like the U S that you let like, you want to visit that you haven't visited or would like to go back to? 
I'd like to visit all 50 states. I'd like to go to Alaska. I've never been to Alaska. Like on a cruise, on those Alaska cruises? Yeah, that'd be awesome. But do they stop at, like, mm-hmm. stop at the port? You They'll stop at, like, um, Skagway or Juneau, mm. down on the, the lower arm of Alaska. Of course, I'd love to go to Fairbanks to see the site of the Great Earthquake in 1964. Is that... Or Anchorage, of... sorry. Oh, no, Anchorage. Which is the one that was that caused the tsunami at Sun? What was that? Anchorage. That's the same one. The one that caused the tsunami in North America? In North America, in Northern California? Mm-hmm. What's that, what's that one where the guy fell off the, the rock? Well, that was the... No, that was the one from Japan. That was the... Oh. Tohoku earthquake. Oh. Mm. I would love to go to, like... I don't know, because I saw a lot of things in America that I really... I don't know, like, do I want to go see Mount Rushmore? Maybe, if I was, like, in the area. But it's not like, oh, I want to go... I want to have a vacation just to go to Mount Rushmore. You want to go to Yellowstone, though. Yeah. That, like, eventually get out there. That's on the other side of Wyoming. You can just drive across Wyoming to go to... <laughs> That's how I went to Mount Rushmore. I was in Wisconsin. And I said, well, this is the closest I'm ever going to get. So we drove all the way across the Dakotas to get to Mount Rushmore. Mm. And then I was there, and I said, oh, i got to go see Devil's Tower, because we're here. So we went to Devil's Tower. What's but... Devil's Tower? That's the monument from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm. It's the vertical tower with the things on the side. Were you uh, making it in your mashed potatoes yes. before you went there? Yeah, because I, I had a vision that I needed <laughs> to, to go visit. They actually, you now this is true 20-some years ago, the, the KOA campground that's outside of Devil's Tower National Monument um, actually used to show Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, I thought I was going to say they actually would give you some mashed potatoes. And <laughs> That's a, a lot less interesting than watching the movie. <laughs> Here's some mashed potatoes. That's right. So in the U.S., I, you know, I would really like to finish visiting all 50 states, especially Alaska. Outside the U.S., I'd really like to go to Greece and see, like, you know... Have you been to Greece? Never, never been oh, to Greece. Okay. I'd also oh, like to go to Sicily, which is, you know... Isn't your family from Sicily? Family is from Sicily. That's why I'd like to go there, see the family. Um, plus, they have the a volcano. Fam? Isn't that what the kids nowadays say? I'd yeah. like to go to Africa, so I could get um, another continent. Oh, yeah, Africa would be nice. But where in Africa? Like, like Safari Africa? Like no. Sahara or uh, Egypt? I'd like to go to Egypt, see the pyramids. I'd like to go to Morocco. Like Tunisia, um, South Africa. That safari would be okay, but that's South not... Africa, like, because that's where they speak English? No, because I have this thing about going to southernmost tips, northernmost tips, you know, because you go down there and say, I haven't been the farthest point south. When I was in Asia, I went to the southernmost point in continental Asia, which was in Singapore. I wouldn't mind going on a, like, a safari tour or something like that. Stay in a tent. I don't know. Out in Serengeti. The good news is, I got all the shots when I went to China, so I don't really need Ooh, any yeah, more shots. shots. Oh, I don't know. If, but how long are those shots good for? For life? It's uh, a good question. I think after a certain time, I might have to get them plussed up again. Every five years, I think. That's, is it a lot of shots? I had seven shots uh, to go to. All at once? No. It was uh, four one time and then three lot, together. Though. That's a lot for me. I don't know if it I It is. Just... I had one in each arm and uh, one in each leg. So it was... That's nasty. I can't do shots. And then I had to take... The only shots I like to take are alcohol. 
And then the other thing I had to do was pills for malaria and... Um, oh. I want to get one of those... Um, what are those grinding things? You know, like for like... Uh, the pharmacist? Yeah. Like it's... You know? That's what I want to And it's put it in jello. All right. Well, I think we've covered most everything for travel. Anything else? Did we cover about? everything for travel? Uh, I read everything. I, I, I think we kind of like just kind of talked about our travels. <laughs> well, yeah, it's traveling. It's a... yeah. So, like, if people want to, if people want to like travel, but they don't know how, one get a passport. You know, because even if you know you're not going to travel anywhere, just get a passport because you never know when that time is going to come where you're actually going to travel someplace and you need that passport. And don't forget, you need to have at least six months validity on that passport to go anywhere. For most countries. Yes. There's a few countries it's up to a year. Um, but those are places you don't really want to go to anyways. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, six months or more. Don't be like me and think you're going to a country and you don't want to get a new passport because you still had four months left on your passport and then you end up down at the passport agency the day of your flight begging them to give you a same-day passport. Yeah. So if you don't have a passport, get one because you never know when you're going to need it. And don't wear the same shirt that's in your passport photo. In your photos that you take? <laughs> when you're... No, no, no. If you take a photo of, for your passport, don't wear that shirt oh, when you're going to the to country airports? and you're presenting your passport. I did that when I went to Hong Kong. I had taken the picture that morning because I had messed up my passport validity and you know, I'd taken the shirt off. You know, I'd worn it for the thing because I wanted to look in the picture, and then I take it off, and then inadvertently or whatever, I'd put that shirt back on for the airplane ride. And then when I showed up in Hong Kong, there I was with a passport that was the valid date was the day that I was, you know, that's it. it was like the next day by the time I got to Hong Kong, and I was wearing the same shirt. So I felt like, oh, they probably thought I cut the photo out in the bathroom and pasted it into somebody else's passport. And you weren't a smart uh, fraud person. Right. You know? Right. Like, what's this idiot doing? Yeah. Do you think they could fool us? And every time you travel, you're going to make mistakes, but you always learn from them. You know, if I think about traveling when I was younger, back in the 90s, versus traveling today, I think I'm a little bit smarter traveler. Yeah, and even like, you know, well, okay, so when I went to China for the first time alone to go see you, you know, I kind of, even though, like, you know, you did most of everything, like, when we went to Europe, when we went to Japan. I kind of just followed you because you were the expert in, like, you know, customs and stuff like that. You knew where to go. So the first, when I went, I was a little nervous, but I was like, you know what, I'm just going to follow, like, the people, see where they go. Because, you know, they have signs in, like, their country, their language and then English. So, um, but after that, once I, once I did that, I was able, I'm like, okay, you know what, I can do it on my own. I, if I can do this on my own... I could do it on my own. So when I went to Japan to go, when we met up in Japan, when I flew there by myself, uh, I was like, you know what? I got this. I've done it in China. You know, I could do this on my own in Japan. And then when I went back to China to see you again, then I was like, oh yeah. It's just like, I I got off the plane. I knew exactly where to go. I knew. So it was like really easy. That's always wonderful when you go successively to the same place even if it's a foreign country, and you're like, oh, I'm doing this, okay, I've done this custom. And it was only like, you know, like five months prior, like in between each trip, so it didn't feel like it was such a long time. 
that it's like I knew exactly where to go. Like if it was like 15 years, oh, maybe, no, you know what? Maybe I would still remember. Well, we did. I think we went to Japan in 2004 twice. So the second time we went, it was like, oh, yeah, we've, we've got this. We, we know what to do. And then when we when I went to Japan to meet you that one time, it was like, oh, this is just like I remember it. Yeah, but we were time. you. Uh, yeah, but I was waiting in an area that I thought you told me to wait in, but it was like the other side. Right. Yeah, Narita North versus Narita South. Mm-hmm. Well, we found each other. You only had to wait like six hours in that airport till we finally, till we finally got met up and got the phone cards and got the tickets for the train and everything. Yeah. It was a long day. But I landed like three hours or four hours before you did. And I was two hours late. So it was just... Because I was coming from Shanghai. Go go figure. Yeah. So get your passport. Like, try to get your uh, flight, your airfare as soon as you can. Like, when you think it's a good deal. Because, you know, I'm always afraid that sometimes it's going to... If I buy it, let's say, a, a flight that's usually $800, I see it for like $500... And then I'm like, oh, I better get it now. And then I'm, but I'm always in the back of my mind. It's like, well, what if it goes lower? You know, that's easy. You just don't look again. Exactly. Yeah. You just, because then if you do, and you're like, because well, then I get relieved when I see the the price go up. You know, I'm like, okay, good, I did get it at the right time. Yeah. So get it, and then if it's so far advanced, you know, let's say you're leaving in like four or five months, at least that gives you at least two months. Two and a half months, three months, you know, of actually looking for places to stay and stuff like that and doing your research on, like, how much money you actually can spend per day and stuff. And then just have fun. Yeah. Just... And always have some cash on you. Yeah. Because even though you might, you know, if you take an ATM card overseas, that's the always the best exchange rate, is it, you know, instead of, like, taking cash and changing it. But I found, like, especially I went to Tahiti and... At the time, my bank card didn't work in Tahiti. So literally the only money I had was the $20 I had in my wallet. So I always say travel with at least 100 US dollars wherever you go. Um, just cash. And that, in case your ATM card doesn't work, gets stolen, something like that, you can always get that money changed and have money for a taxi or food or some basic necessity until you can get either the card back or make it to the bank to get a withdrawal. Yeah, and also just... Uh, just don't worry about like if you have a place to go like and if you sidetrack don't worry about it do it because you, you never know what you're going to find you might find something better than what you were going to go to the first in the first place you know and if it's touristy stuff then it, then it's designed for tourists you know unless it's like a world heritage site or just uh ancient stuff but sometimes these places they it seems like they just add stuff for tourists and you know that's where you'll find everybody. It's going to be crowded, but if you go, you know, off the road or whatever, you might find something that's that's less touristy and more homemade. I guess, you know, you know what I'm saying. But not homemade, but local. Yeah, and stuff like that. You're you're preaching Rick Steves right now. Oh, I'm like, oh, am I sounding like Rick Steves? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my Rick Steves voice. <laughs> Yes. Anyways, be prepared. Oh, oh, and uh, another tip from from my mother, which is when you're looking at websites, make sure that you clear your cash every time you go back to that website because there's a little trick that they like to do on you. Whereas if you look at an airfare once and then you go somewhere else and then you come back to look at it, they raise the price because they want you to panic to think that the price is going up. Don't know if that's true or not, 
but I still do it just because, you know, I, I blame the gelato in Italy. I just listen to good tips. Oh, I was like, wow, did the gelato tell you to, you know, did it warn you or did it give you? Bringing it all together. That's right. Bringing it all together. Yes. So, um, so I think we've got, you know, we've talked about our travels and hopefully they listened and enjoyed it and maybe got something out of it, some knowledge. Do we recommend websites or anything for people to go to? I mean, I guess so. I don't know. Do you know any good websites? Uh, if you're searching for airfares, kayak.com, I like is a good aggregator. Same with like, you know, your Travelocities, your Expedias. I like kayak because it tells you, it recommends if you should buy or not an uh, airfare ticket. For hotels, hotels.com or um, Hotwire. Yeah, Hotwire has... Hotwire is really good for um, car rentals too, if you don't care about frequent, frequent miles or whatever. The only danger with... Hot wires. I had a bad experience in San Francisco once where they booked me into a hotel and I showed up and the hotel was booked, but the hotel was great. They found a room for us. That was a, oh, that was the last time when we were up there. That right? was the last time, yeah, in Northern California. So just a little word of warning. I'm sure that's not a common experience, but the hot wire people made contact with the hotel, so it worked out for the best. But um, you know, sometimes if it's a good deal, it might not be be too good of a deal, which you never know. But I still recommend hot wire. Yeah. Um, and flight001.com for travel supplies. Mm-hmm. And um, look at the, if you're going to a different country, look at the National Tourist Organization for that country. We went to Japan in 04, as we've mentioned, and went to the Japan National Tourism Organization's website, which you'll have to Google or Yahoo or Bing, whatever the heck you like to do. Um, and that actually gives you hotels in different price ranges and that's how we found our favorite hotel in Japan Hotel Kazusaya guests of room 396 stay at the Hotel Kazusaya in in Tokyo, Japan mm-hmm. which is a it's literally what you know Daniel was talking about which is a bed a clean bed a nice shower with good water pressure um, and that's all you need a friendly staff that's what I need yeah. because I don't need a lot and sometimes I just like to stay in a really nice hotel. I recommend... I mean, there's nothing wrong with, like, you know, a big bed with fluffy pillows and a nice sheet and then a, a comforter or whatever so that way you could just, like, jump in there and, like, snuggle, you know, under, the, like, with the sheets or the pillows. So I recommend the Renaissance Hotel Wang... And I, I can't Wang say Chung. it. Wang right. Chung. It's the one right next to the Forbidden City in Beijing. I think it's Wang Feng Ting or I don't know. I don't want to... No, that was, so, that was a nice one. That's a great Renaissance hotel. One of my favorite hotels that I stayed at in Asia. Yeah, but like, is that done with your points though? The no, there was no points on that. Oh, I paid cash. Yeah. So, I mean, if you could afford it, you know, treat yourself. Treat, treat yourself. Yeah. Treat yourself. Yeah. So yeah, and also look to make sure you need to get a visa. You know, you don't want to be surprised like, oh, I need a visa. You know, so always. I guess just look on the websites of the countries that you're going to and find out what you actually need and what's um, what you can do, what you can't do, and stuff like that. Right? That's right. Always, always be prepared and be knowledgeable about where you're going. Don't just show up and be like, all, oh, what's this? Oh, I'm in what? You know. And try and learn a few phrases of a foreign language. Mm-hmm. You know, because then it looks like you're trying and not just being obnoxious. Or like being an American. 
Right. You're like, what? You don't speak English? Yes. Yeah. You don't get louder. That's right. Oh, I hate that. And if you have I a friend that. that speaks the language, oh my God, it's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's traveling. Yeah, sure is. Show is. It's the end yeah. of this week? Yeah, I think it is the end of the, Or this episode. Yeah. You know? Are we going to reward them with social media handles? I mean, we're already in record territory here. Yeah. If you... Yeah. All right, I'm at Club Josh. On, on what? On everything. On oh, what's everything? Twitter and Instagram and website is Club Josh. Yeah, you have your own website. With some travel logs that I've written over the years. Mm-hmm. I have some more I have to write, but I'm a little behind. A couple years behind, but... Um, yeah. And... Um, I, if you want to get a hold of me, like if you want to, you know, comment, not comment, but like, you know, just kind of, hey, Daniel, you know, I really like that what you said type thing. You know, you could always email me at paperscout at gmail.com. That's paper, P-A-P-E-R, scout, S-C-O-U-T, at gmail.com. Can people um, submit topics to you? Or no, you have a whole list of topics. Well... I don't know, because then I don't want them... Uh, now, I sound like I'm going to be, like, mad. Like, not mad, but, like, not a team player, because I'm like, oh, no, because, uh, you know, if I mention something, like, oh, that was me, that was my idea, you know, and then I have to give him credit. So don't send ideas to Daniel, but you can still say hi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't made that decision if I, if, if I want people to tell me topics... Yeah, well, but. they're just going to have to listen to the next episode to find out if you're willing to let people give you topics. Exactly. Well, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. All right. Well, I've had a good time. Yeah, me too. I hope you guys had a good time. Um, yeah. So just, you know, if you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Um, you know, this is the only second podcast, so I'm still getting used to it. Uh, probably I'll have, hopefully, like, theme songs or I don't know what, what or maybe I'll just keep it simple you know it doesn't have to be like everybody else's uh, podcast don't make your podcast the 29 inch suitcase exactly yeah <laughs> okay well until uh, we I don't know next time until next time we meet again or something like that uh, thanks for listening um, I hope you had a great time in room 396 and uh, just you know See you next time. Yeah. I hope I was a great host. And so you can leave whenever you want. Okay? Bye.